Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another MCU for Dummies. I am dummy number one, Ken. That is dummy number two, Lou. And we are joined tonight again by Daze Johnston, the writer at Inverse, who is kind of a soothsayer on on this show. She came in a couple of weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I, I, I promise you it's a good one. Press pause, go back, give that one a listen, then come back here. And you can hear me talk about how maybe five weeks ago, six weeks ago, whatever it was, Daze came on the show and said, Florence Pugh and Richard E. Grant were going to be the best parts of Black Widow and Loki on Disney+. And uh, I think you nailed it because Florence Pugh has, like, wow, solidified herself as, like, top-notch in the MCU after, like, 45 minutes of screen time. And Richard E. Grant in maybe, like, 45 seconds of screen time is, is almost just as good. Days, were they as awesome as you expected and welcome back. Oh, yeah. thank you for having me back. And like, I can't really take credit for that mostly because <laughs> those actors had been in other things, you know, <laughs> I think um, the whole world just figured that out though. <laughs> I mean, Florence Pugh, I, the first time I was introduced to Florence was little women. Really? And that was fun. I mean, yeah, I, now I know this, but I didn't know that back then. Oh, well, yeah. I, when, Black Widow came out, there were so many reviews. It was just like, wow, a breakout, a star is born in Florence Pugh. <laughs> and it's like, did you guys not see Lady Macbeth yeah. or Fighting With My Family or the many, many other things that she had done? Um, but yeah. I know this now. <laughs> she's more than just Zach Braff's girlfriend. Uh, wow. Wait, what? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Wait, current? <laughs> yes. N okay. Timeout. I need a, I need a serious timeout. Who's Zach Braff? Are you... Zach Braff, it, Lou, Zach Braff is the guy who was on Scrubs. He was he was the the main character on Scrubs. He's also just a generally weird this guy, is an but he's like very funny. Yes, this is a, an adult. Is, I mean, yes. Florence Pugh is also an adult. I mean, this man's forty six. <laughs> yeah. How old is Florence Pugh? I don't think she's forties. I don't think she's in her forties. Um, yeah, we don't need to start age gap discourse that's on fine. the pod. That's, that's I, fine. That's fair. That's fair. That could come at, that's like MCU for dummies after hours. Holy moly. Yeah, this is like a variant of Zach Braff. Because I don't think regular Zach, no offense to Zach Braff. And if you're listening, Zach, we'd love to have you on the show. I think you're very funny. But I don't know if he's good enough for, for Florence. I mean, that's, that's like heavy lifting. She is a radiant joy she made uh, marmalade <laughs> on her instagram story one time she does a cooking show am i correct it, she she cooks on her instagram story okay yes okay i a don't really do good instagram. watch she does neither do i i just know these things okay. she does like british um food there's a youtube i think like bon appetit it's like 12 yeah. meals from the uk and she just yeah. eats them stuffs her face and just talks over well, she's got food in her mouth. It's hysterical. <laughs> here's my here's my experience with Florence Pugh. I had the the typical probably uh, male nerd reaction where I saw Black Widow by myself and I came home and then I told my girlfriend about Florence Pugh, who I knew as uh, from Black Widow. She knew from Little Woman, and it was like two different worlds coming together to understand the same thing, but from different angles and directions. Crazy. And I'm assuming that was probably a similar experience for most couples like us across America. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think she's like pretty well known in the zeitgeist of things as days was saying, but like, you just don't like connect the dots. I think, you know, like it's the same thing. And now, and now I'm going to jump, watch this segue, Paul Blarding myself right into it. It's the same thing. There's now a lot of discourse about 
you girls, Carla Johansson, who is currently filing a lawsuit against Disney for their release of Black Widow on Disney Plus and in the movie theaters simultaneously. She is unhappy about that. There's some contract bonus stuff that's getting tossed around. There's a lot of folks saying that she's doing it for the future actors and creators and producers and, and folks who work uh, on those things who, who will get their paychecks diminished by the simultaneous release and et cetera, et cetera. But I saw on Twitter, I read, um, I mean, it, it's, it's hard for me not just to say it was a white guy um, who was very angry about how Scarlett Johansson, who got her big break doing uh, the Avengers <laughs> movies, which I found to be hilarious, which probably how Days feels watching us talk about Florence Pugh right now. But uh, there's this big discourse now about how Scarlett Johansson is biting the hand that feeds her. And it's like, dude, Scarlett's been eaten for a long time. Okay, she does not need the house of mouse putting food on her plate. She's doing just fine. Yeah, I mean, there's a great joke from in her uh, SNL monologue when she was talking about being married to Colin Jost, where she's just like, what are they going to do, fire my fiancé? Oh, no, how are you going to live without that paycheck? Like, she knows that she's yeah. very well off, but it's a matter of principle at some point. I mean, you know, rich actress sues rich company. It doesn't really sound that interesting, but it's a matter of principle that if, if they don't give an employee the right to renegotiate her contract when situations change, then that's just, that's just simple workplace law, you know? Yeah, that's, no, absolutely. And I, and I think, I think some of the discourse is, and, and we hear this with other situations that are uh, where it's maybe a lot harder for somebody lower on the food chain to come up and say, Hey, this is a problem. This is, you know, it's ruining our agreement. Yada, yada, yada. Who cares if you're a third team producer, right? Or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're Scarlett Johansson, people start to listen, right? So yeah. it is important that somebody does it. Unfortunately, in, in our world, we do need that to be somebody with some back, clout. you know, right, with some clout. And and uh, fortunately, it's Scarlett Johansson, and then we'll see what happens. But I, I'm interested, Days. I mean, you, you talk to folks throughout the industry all the time, um, you know, is this something that anybody had thought of before the HBO, you know, Warner releases when they said everything in 2021 was going to go simultaneous and then Disney Plus tries to keep keep up with that? Is Were people talking about, you know, how are people going to get paid? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, in the Hollywood Reporter profile of The Rock and Emily Blunt, she talks about how she renegotiated her contract for The Quiet Place because mm. that was going to be all weird because of the pandemic. And it makes me wonder, is The Rock going to have something similar for Jungle Cruise? Because Jungle Cruise should be the last thing that goes to, pre to premiere access. Um, but I, it's been something that I remember I was on my lunch break when they announced the Warner thing mm -hmm. about how it's going to be simultaneously on HBO Max. And I remember just being like, oh, good. So the definition of movie is completely changed while I was at my, on my break. Um, it's been, I mean, I don't really know much about law. I'm 23, but there's a oh, whole bunch of- Oh, it of... doesn't change when you get older. It actually, <laughs> actually, you just learn more laws and then they contradict one another and you just go, whatever, man, I'm just going to eat oatmeal and call it a day. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the business and people forget that this is, it's the, it, it's the business of show. And so how people are going to get paid is just, it's just HR to these people. Yeah. It's not a big game of pawns. Like these people right. want to get paid and they'll go through the correct avenues to do that.
Lewis and I actually had an interesting discussion on our last MCU for Dummies about what you think movie theaters will look like um, in 2025, let's say, which is not that far down the road, but for an industry like movies, it is it is pretty far away, and there's a lot that can change between now and then. I, I think we both kind of settled on the idea that maybe these large streamers or large production companies and distributors might end up buying their own theaters or might end up partnering with theaters and putting their stuff exclusively in X, Y, and Z. So what, you mean re reinventing the Hollywood studios model? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty honestly. Yes. I, I think, uh, and I'm just interested to hear before we get into our Loki chat, which is why days is here. Um, days is here for actual Marvel stuff. I promise. Um, but we, we do love to pick, their brain when they're on the show. So, uh, so what, what do you think, movie theater wise? Any anything I, you know, just uh, pontificate for us. I think that movie theaters are going to become more about the experience. I think that it's going to become less about this is the place where you go to see movies. It's going to be this is the place where you go to see movies on the big screen. It's going to be mm -hmm. about the concessions. It's going to be about, uh, you know, the the, the sitting in the theater and the the nice comfy huge moments it's yeah. going to be less about the access to the content and more about the delivery of the content yeah kind of like sports game feelish right so you don't have to go to the game and watch the game you can go to the game and enjoy the experience of being out with the family and and getting your chicken fingers and your beer and your soda and then it, oh look there's a movie happening in front of Yes, it's going to become like live theater, baby. Yeah. Go see a movie instead. But <laughs> Which we all do miss, I got to say. I, I uh, Down in the South here, I do miss my I miss my Broadway time. Well, sure. I'm going to see uh, Henry V on Saturday, so. Oh, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> please do. Please do. And then, of course, at the end of the show, Days will plug it as well. But uh, there's a show tomorrow as well that uh, that everybody should tune into on Twitch um, <laughs> for, for the good old days here. So. Days is back. Um, last time we had them on, we were looking ahead into phase four. We had not seen Black Widow yet. We had just come to the conclusion of Falcon Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, whatever you want to call it. And Loki was just around the corner. We are now in a world or a timeline, I should say, where Loki has kind of ruined everything we knew. Um, about what the MCU was, I think in a really good way, but I also haven't spent 13 years dedicated to Marvel. So, like, I understand why people are a little upset about certain things that they may have done. And then there were some other identity issues, which we will get to uh, as well as we move forward. But, Days, first things first, Loki, did it blow your mind like it blew everybody else's, or did you kind of expect the turns that it took? Uh, I was definitely expecting certain term i was expecting it to be way more episodic than it was it was yeah. totally more serialized than i thought it was going to be and for once i was not peeved by that i am mm. usually like full-on episodic maybe with a serialized arc the full interesting Who model yeah you're, you're a law and order fan yeah like okay. i i like the i like the i love the art of the episode like mm -hmm. that's my whole thing mm -hmm. um and I say the Doctor Who model when the latest season is going to be all 12 parts in one story. <laughs> so forget I said that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've always wanted to have something marvelly that has, you know, very distinct episodes, kind of like WandaVision. Yeah. I probably wrote three articles about how the fact that WandaVision was so dead set on being not like a Marvel show. Like it's going to be like its own thing and then it slowly morphs into a Marvel yeah. thing. And then Falcon the Winter Soldier was 
literally like a long movie chopped into parts. Yeah. With, you know, something for everybody. I wanted to see where in that spectrum Loki would fall. And it fell on the Z axis. Like it was not, <laughs> not on that spectrum at all. Yeah. Um, it, it was episodic, but it was also serialized. It was mostly about playing with the con, like the very concepts that we mm-hmm. try and take for granted in the MCU. It was about uh, identity. I mean, everything in the Marvel universe is about identity and trauma, but it was more about literally metaphysical identity. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. about, am I a hero? Am I a villain? It was about literally who am I? <laughs> right. Yeah, which is is a lot to take in for a show like Loki, right? Because you still want to have fun with it, right? Like, it's still yeah. the god of mischief playing around as D.B. Cooper and, like, you know, in this big time variance authority, which is, like, such a fun thing. And then, yeah, of course, you've got Owen Wilson, which is always fun, and it, like, makes everything hard to take serious because it's Owen Wilson. So it's just, like, you, you just have fun with it. But, I mean, for a show that was that was really doing a lot of heavy lifting, and Lou and I talk about this a lot, where there's there's these storylines that are spreading from these first three phase four titles, which are so wildly different, right? And then we saw it through the first three phases of the Earth story, the alien story, and then the big tie-in, right? The Thanos story that tied everybody together. But here, like, these guys are, like, so all over the place already, right? I mean, you've got your Julia Louis-Dreyfus thing which is going on which you know is going to be your earthy story and then you've got this time very multiverse which you know is gonna tie in some of your earth heroes and your crazy witchy heroes and like there's just and so much going invasion. on everybody forgets about secret invasion exactly well it's a secret days i mean they're, they're doing a good job and then of course jeremy renner is out there somewhere and nobody can find him which is probably for the best well but we'll find him on november 24th i think i might you know tune out <laughs> november 24th uh, so my my point being, days. I mean, like, did it do too much lifting? Did Loki do too much as one story where it didn't get enough chance to play with Loki the character and instead had to all boats, you know, uh, rising tides raise all boats, right? So did they do too much raising all boats and kind of leave Loki to just kind of carry the load? I think this is the first Marvel show that has been developed with the second season in mind. Because WandaVision uh, was fully mini-series. Like, we yeah. can see that in the Emmy, Emmy nominations. Like, it is limited series. And then uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier felt very, this is just a movie that we chopped up for parts. Yeah. And so Loki came in very much with like, oh, this is a sci-fi adventure show. We're going to have, we don't need to worry about you know, having room to breathe. We're going to do what we need to do to get our pacing done. And then any, we will have fun in the, in the in between parts. I mean, it was a lot. It was at a breakneck speed, but Loki's yeah. the god of chaos. So it, <laughs> I didn't really mind. It was chaotic. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, I think I, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk uh, identity stuff quickly before we got into some of your conversations that you've had with folks around the show. Um, so, so I and I know you wrote an article and I apologize if I'm butchering the the title off the top of my head. So so you may you may uh, want to take that one. Um, but you wrote an article about Loki's um, Loki identifying as gender fluid. Um, 
just like a really cool moment that of course got like your normal white guy backlash same thing with the bisexuality which got your like straight guy backlash um but like how cool was that i i mean it was cool even for like it's just cool to see things be as they are right like why are we pretending like this space god is like not sleeping with men women and aliens and like whatever else he wants right he's a god and he also reincarnates himself into alligators and all sorts of things. So why would they not be gender fluid, right? So like, how cool was that for you to just see some somebody just be plainly themselves? Well, yeah. I mean, we saw it in the marketing thing. Now, if you cast your mind all the way back, uh, the marketing thing that had the little sex fluid thing mm-hmm. came out the Friday, the Friday before, or no, it was Saturday, the Saturday before the Wednesday when Marky, when, when okay. Marky was supposed to come out. That Monday was the big junket when I got to interview Michael Waldron and uh, Tom Hiddleston. And so I was just like, oh, I got to ask. Of course. So uh, I asked Tom Hiddleston first, and he gave this gorgeously eloquent answer about it's always been there. It's always been in the comics, hundreds of years in in the mythology. Like, it's just a part of who he is. And then Michael Waldron who, by the way, if y'all, y'all don't know Michael Waldron, he is the most genius screenwriter. Or he wrote one of my absolute favorite scripts of all time um, called The Worst Guy of All Time and the Girl Sent to Kill Him. It's gorgeous. Um, and so I asked him and he said, oh, it's very important to us that we do this correctly. And Kate Heron was spearheading that. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So um, I go to write it. I wrote that that very same day and apparently nobody else at the junket asked that question wow and i'm just like this is why you hire trans writers to do these things because that was the forefront of my mind and i'm a little disappointed that it didn't come up in the show as much as i wanted it to um but at the same time like it shouldn't, it's just part of who he is. It doesn't need to be a huge coming out moment. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, and I kind of want to pick at that for a second, if that's okay. And you tell for me sure. if, if the questions are inappropriate or if they're just dumb and, and educate, you know, it's not your job to educate me. But if I say something stupid, please do tell me to eat shit. And I will, <laughs> you know, I will. Um, but, it, uh, and, and I've heard many folks say pretty similarly to you there at the end, like they're just a little bit disappointed that it didn't, get to the level that they wanted it to get to, right? I mean, it was acknowledged, but in like a very house of mouse way, right? Like yeah. they're not gonna do, they're Plausible not gonna put love, they're not gonna put Love, Simon on, on Disney Plus, right? Like yeah. that's that's too much. And like High School Musical, the musical the series has a fair amount of representation, but like, is that really like what we're looking for? We're looking for like High School Musical, the musical the series representation, or are we looking for like Marvel representation, right? Like there's a different, there's yeah, different different uh, demos yeah so uh i i'm interested to hear a little bit more about what you think um could have been done to to do it in a more i don't want to use the term aggressive right because then everybody will get oh they're shoving it down your throat right and and yeah like, and i don't you know, want to use the term explicit right exactly <laughs> And, and but we do know that there was supposed to be and and this is starting to come out like with all these like Easter egg breakdowns and all these people who go back and they do but we're the dummies we don't do that stuff we let them do it and then we listen to it and go I don't believe you did that um, but thank you we appreciate it 
Um, but there's this 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 um, idea that the first episode was supposed to be pretty episodic in the fact that he was supposed to go back and get all the Infinity Stones and then sex. Like there was just going to be sex everywhere, according to their storyboard. Like, would that have just been too much? Did like did they produce that and then they were like, no, this, that's like a lot. That's too much. But uh, what do you think they could have done? Honestly, there's a really great great comic uh, where. Thor and Loki are sent to this planet that's all women. And Loki uh, transforms into Lady Loki. And uh, she's like, yeah, this is who I am. And wait, wait, wait. No, actually, that was later. <laughs> the thing that the thing happens <laughs> is like, oh, this, this, uh, th- it's a woman. How can she, how, how can she hurt us? And Loki goes, I'm a woman sometimes, but it's, I'm, right. I'm, you know, I'm fine. Um, so it's just those little things, not making a big deal of it. Just be like, yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm a, I'm a lady. What of it? That's right. All you need. And I think I wonder, and I don't know this and I, and I'm not arguing that it was the right course of action because I honestly don't know as somebody who doesn't, uh, you know, uh, identify that way. And I, I don't really, you know, I wouldn't know how to write for it, which is why you say, right? Like trans writers are important to have in the writer's room. You know, I think maybe part of the idea was that Sylvie was supposed to be that um, interpretation, right? That is still Loki. She's a woman, right? Like that type of thing. Do you think that was the the angle? Well, it's funny because I asked Sophia DiMartino that very same question. And she said, this is Sylvie's story. She's not mm. Lady Loki. She is her own person with her own arc and her own plot. And so I don't think that we can call that representation just because a female variant is a female variant i mean you're right. not going to say that he's species fluid because there's a alligator loki you know that's fair <laughs> although i might but <laughs> that's totally fair so interesting I, i'm interested i think that i think there's plenty more discourse to be had on that topic in general when it comes to the mcu because like we said earlier marvel and disney don't love to do those types of things over and over and over again i think like Falcon Winter Soldier is like the most aggressive. And I, I feel comfortable using that term for that show because it was hit you over the head. Obvious. This is about black folks in America, right? Like that was what the theme was, but they really don't like to do that a lot. So I, I, I'm nervous that I think they'll leave it where it is. They got it. They got to say it and they got to do a little bit of it. And then they'll just kind of leave it there. Do you kind of feel, are you anxious that they'll, kind of just leave it at that or are you expecting more um exploration of, of that identity moving forward well uh kate hair and not returning for the second season was a little bit of a blow just because i know how important the representation was to her mm-hmm. i mean she is a bisexual woman she made the coming out scene on the train all bisexually bisexual lighting for a reason <laughs> um and not having her come back for season two is a bit of a disappointment. But she told me that she trusts the people in season two to carry on. And hopefully, she hopes that we'll see more of that. So I'm hopeful. Cautiously Good. optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. We can work with that. I'm a sports fan. So I've been cautiously optimistic for 27 years. And every year, I want to cry. So get ready for that. Um, there's that nice meme of of uh, James Franco, who's I forget what movie it's in, but he's on the uh, he's about to get h- hanged, not hung, 
hanged, hanged. and he's standing on the thing. I don't know what it's called, the thing the before gallows. he gets hanged. Oh, said, the gallows. There we go. Your first and time? First time? Yeah. Days knows. Yep. Days, Days knows the internet. She's a fan. Um, that's where I live. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that's kind of how uh, I feel as a sports fan, and I imagine that's uh, how that's potentially how I feel as a queer person. Yeah, in media. <laughs> yeah, that 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 tracks. That makes that makes some sense. I want to ask you a little bit more about your conversation with Kate Heron, uh, Heron, if that's if that's cool with you. Um, like, really, really, really great to see uh, what she put on screen. It was so much fun. She nailed it. I think. I think most folks, MCU stands and regular MCU fans, which are two different things, which I've been learning, and they're very mad at MCU stands, and, and I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but what did you think, like, when you talked to her, how did she sound about what she put out? Was she proud of it? Was she excited by it? What was what was her feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's clear that she really, really loves the material that she was given. Uh, she was talking so excitedly about like I, President Loki and how mm -hmm. she loves those comics, so it was her idea to put that in. And it was so much fun talking to her because it was just like we were just geeking out about the same thing. Like I referenced uh, that fan theory that maybe classic Loki was the bad guy all along yep. and that he faked his own death, just like he said he faked his own death beforehand. And she was, she was like, yeah, I know exactly what theory you're talking about. That's, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, fun. I love the idea so that, the, cool. that these folks, these directors and producers and, and writers all kind of engage with the content creators who engage with their content that they create and then kind of take in those things and spit them back out and, and like weird call outs. Did, do you think they do that? Like do they hear a theory and they like play with it in like future future movies and they're like oh look at us like we listened to you but it was stupid and you're wrong like do you think they they like you know kind of like oh, give you little nuggets for sure and there are good ways of doing that like i thought that the whole like referencing that fan theory was a really good way of doing it but there are also bad ways of doing it you mean like ralph sure. boner uh the i what i was thinking was do you remember that one episode of sherlock where it, he fakes his own death and then the new season opens and it's just a bunch of fanboys being like is that uh benedict cumberbatch sherlock or is yes. that long time okay man that's a long time ago i'm old nowadays i know but in that it literally opens with just a bunch of fans being like here's my fan theory for how he okay. survived his death and it literally exists just to make fun of those people yeah yeah there so it's a really really tricky way it's to a tough one it's a tough needle to thread, but I think that Loki did it, and I think they could use that as a model on how to do that later. Season two is a thing that's happening. Kate mm -hmm. is not returning. Mm -hmm. We she will surely be missed. Um, but it do sounds like it though? was yeah. It sounds like it was an amicable departure. Just kind of like I've I've done my thing. I've I've been through my yeah. uh, you know the the stuff I was given. I've been through it. My material's out there let somebody else take the reins. That's kind of what it sounded like. Did you get any any feeling for, uh, you know, anything else? Yeah, I was worried. I mean, I don't want to speculate too much. I was of worried course. that uh, she was not doing it because of pushback on the LGBT stuff. Yep. But she said, I did not experience any pushback on that whatsoever. Good. And I was just like, oh, thank goodness. So I, because of that, I, I can rest assured that it's not anything that's super tough. And that's pretty common, am I correct? I mean, you know, 
directors yeah, people, to showrunners take their right i mean she's got other stuff she wants to work on i'm sure yeah she's and, doing and, um sex education on netflix oh really i yeah. love that show so yeah much. she did she did uh the latest season i believe man i just Kendra some probably one of these days days time because of how much yeah. she learns in these conversations i, I know <laughs> i know it's just one this of those is probably the second like, wait really <laughs> yeah there. there's there's so many things i have that like i take in like very softly like sex ed which i think is a great show and like i just take it in very softly i think it's fun i know otis i know his mom i don't remember the girl's name or the other girl's name but i know one of them uh, Maeve. margo robbie there you go yeah yeah <laughs> um i don't know it's one of them it's it's somebody but like i know that they're like kind of dating but then there was that there was that uh that other guy who's gonna throw a wrench in it as we go to season three anyway i take all those things in very like loosely right and i remember kind of where we are story beats but man i couldn't tell you who the showrunners are on these things or like who the directors or producers or, or writers et cetera, et cetera. and those are the people that give me the content i like and yeah. it's like really fr like i couldn't taste i couldn't give you a single name of a character on high school musical musical series two other than Ricky and Nini. That's it. I know there is uh, the blonde-haired gay kid. I know there's the Spanish gay kid. And that's that's what I got. I like... In Sebastian and Carlos? Yes, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I know. I know one of them sings The Climb. I know the other one dances and is a choreographer. But, like, I should probably start to, like, pay more attention to these things. Well, you would be surprised on how many times you'll be watching the opening credits or something and see a name you recognize. I was watching the Mysterious Benedict Society this morning, which, by the way, is way better than it has the right to be. Okay. And Where I do I watch? watch? Disney Plus, baby. Oh. Um, and I was watching, like, one episode just to catch up on what, what, I, what I missed because I was kind of falling behind on it, and it said, directed by Karen Kusama. And I was just like, what? Karen Kusama of Jennifer's Body? Karen Kusama. Oh, wow. Oh my God! Uh, See, this is the thing. The I would man. never be able to tell you those things. I would never be able to tell. And, and that's new, Invisible Man, right? The the yeah, Elizabeth. The, what's her name? Elizabeth Moss one. I need to like write down people's names. I think like, I just need a notebook of people that I recognize, and then I can like write down their name and be like, okay, she was in this. They were in that. They wrote this. Directed that. That would probably be helpful, especially because everybody can have the human IMDb powers. You really do. You got it. You just, you just, you got it. Um, so we yeah, were I got something to throw out here. Yeah, go ahead, Luke. Go ahead. Because Ken's on a roll, yeah, so let's take him off. You know me. I, I'll never stop. We'll be here for four hours, so you got to cut me off. I want to ask you guys both a question. So the Nexus event in the show is framed mm. as Loki falling in love with himself. And it was taken from the perspective by some folks that that is wrong. Oh. If I read That's it correctly. Like, it's okay to be gender fluid and we're supporting this. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, but it's wrong to, like, like this is bad. And there was even a line, I think, by Owen Wilson, who, when the idea of Sylvie and Loki being in some sort of pairing, it was, like, cut off immediately as in, no, this is bad, this is <laughs> wrong. And in someone's recap, I saw that there were, like, I'm a member of the LGBT community. thought it was awesome that Loki comes out as gender fluid. But as the show progressed, it became more so, like, oh, that happened in episode one just forget about it i mean we're kind of we're, like we're going to come back to the basics and you know not really double down on that daisy you've obviously spoken with everyone important who's involved <laughs> but did that make sense was that taken 
by some people and what are some of your thoughts? I mean, honestly, my like biggest issue with that is that it's a straight relationship. They just said that they're bisexual and it's like, well, yeah, but we're never going to show it. We're just going to, I don't care that they're the same person because they're from different alternate timelines. Like right. that's, they're different. It's what Sofia Martino said. They're different characters. They have their own different stories. They have their, it's not some weird clone twin cest thing. Um, that which, I would have an issue Which with. according to the internet, nobody has any problem seeing <laughs> these days. So I like, you know, I don't know why there's so much backlash on the Disney plus show. Uh, but I was more upset with like, if only Sophie, if only like Sophie said like, Oh, I have a post woman waiting for me, <laughs> then I would be okay. Yeah. I would be fine. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, point there, Lou, that it, it did kind of come across as like, this is great, but also don't, don't, uh, you know, don't lean too hard into it, right? Or else it'll cause trouble. Um, and, and what did, so, I mean, Lou, Lou's kind of bringing us back to the point of the discussion, which is Loki. We appreciate that, Lou. Um, and not High School Musical, the Musical Series 2. Days and I will have a separate uh, podcast on High School Musical Discourse. Uh, High School Musical Series. You think Ken has like Days. an affiliate program with Disney Plus? Days. Trying wow. to pump out. Could you imagine? There's got to be somebody out there who's done that, right? Oh, I mean, sure. there's got to be. And now I'm going to Google it when Ken, you got to tell Days question. about your cutout in your parents' house of okay. Vanessa and Archie. Okay. I did when I was a boy, Days. I was infatuated with both Emma Watson and Vanessa Hudgens. And in my locker, I had a picture of of Emma Watson at the Yule Ball um, in, in Harry Potter 4 in her very large pink dress. Um, and my locker neighbor, who I believe was Brianna Mikulich, um, used to make fun of me relentlessly. Um, she's a very nice lady, though. She used to bring me my trombone when I left it on the bus. Um, but uh, And then uh, High School Musical came out, and I had grown into the uh, high school freshman. Or what was it? Jeez, we were in middle school when High School Musical came out, weren't we? Um, I was six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Days. Now I know what it's welcome. like. Now I know what it's like at work when people are like, "Oh, I joined the organization in '95," and I'm like, "Yeah, I was. I wasn't alive. So good luck." Um, but uh, yeah, so then I then I became quite the Vanessa Hudgens fan. I had a little, I had a little crush on Vanessa Hudgens, and I uh, purchased myself a cutout of. Life uh, you know, like normal uh, people do. <laughs> right, as as normal middle school boy will do with his with his McDonald's money. Um, and uh, and my my dad though doesn't. I don't know uh, how your parents are when you moved out or if you moved out or where you're at. <laughs> no, I'm still in my. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, they will never throw anything away. Days that nothing you own will ever go in the garbage can, no matter how many times you tell them it's garbage. And I told my dad four million times to please throw away the cutout of Vanessa Hudgens that existed in my home. And for years, it sat in the basement, sat in the basement, sat in the basement, sat in the basement. I go home, you know, post-pandemic, I go home to say hello, very exciting. Ken, I'm cleaning out the garage, and look what I found. He pulls out the dumb life-size thing. Ah, just, it won't it won't ever go away. I'm still not convinced that he even threw it away after I, after I found it. Anyway, that's for the High School Musical, the musical, the podcast, the series. 
uh, when when that comes out. But before that, we are talking about Loki. I promise. This is MCU for dummies. I'm dummy number one again. That's dummy number two, Lou. Um, and Days is here uh, trying to help us navigate Loki. Uh, I want to talk a little bit like about the episodes themselves and some of the storylines that that we got, and maybe like what season two looks like, and maybe what um, what impacts it has on on future titles coming out. Um, what do you think about this idea that the uh, two finales of uh, WandaVision and Loki were synced up together. Oh, and, the dark and side that, of the moon theory? Yes. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Okay, so for those who don't know, the theory is that if you play uh, Loki season finale and WandaVision season finale at the same time, the point where the multiverses, uh, the point where the, the, the timeline like runs out is the exact same moment when uh, Wanda reaches the height of her powers and can uh, vanquish Agatha. And honestly, I think it's just because stories follow a formula. <laughs> yeah, <But> what? <laughs> and they're about the same runtime, and you hit a climax at around the same point. It's almost like Marvel also has a very specific formula that they like to that they like to hit. Formulas are good. I'm not saying I wrote a whole play. I mean, Pythagoras has formula. been nailing it for years. <laughs> X equals negative B. Right. <laughs> Rock on, man. <laughs> Formulas are great. They work every time. That's the whole point of a formula. Um, so, I mean, I don't think I definitely think there's a connection between the two, and we're definitely going to see it probably in either Amy and the Wasp Quantumania, which is going to be the time we are officially introduced to Kang Kang, not just knockoff Kang. Knockoff Kang is wild, though. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, now we know that Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange the Multiverse Madness, so yeah. we'll probably find out how those two are connected there. I think I'm, I'm dying for the Spider-Man any sort of trailer. Like, I need some help here. What, like... I know we're, again, Lou, I, I, know, I, I know. No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. I know we're talking about Loki, but I, like, there's so much, it just ties into so much. And like, I feel like there's no way home, right? We're going to get Doctor Strange. We know we're getting better to Cumberbatch in the show, in movie. And obviously, I just like any anybody who's like sitting there being like, oh, I don't know if Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire are going to be, like, they are. Like, okay, we get it. It's very secretive Marvel stuff. I get it, you know, whatever. But like, how are you not gonna? You got you got to have a Kang in there too, right? I definitely think we're gonna see Jonathan Majors as something, in kind of being like the Nick Fury, being like, oh, and I'm here, mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's interesting. Um, we have three different kind of Nick Furies at the moment because we've got the Secret Invasion stuff, we got yeah. Valentina, and we got yeah. Kang. Yeah. So you can expect one of three of those in pretty much every uh, You also have Scroll Nick Fury. I mean, you don't know where he is. Exactly. <laughs> they all, they all intertwine. Right. Um, I can't say much about What If because I have seen the first <laughs> three episodes. Well. So mum's the word. Um but I definitely think in Hawkeye and uh, definitely, uh, what's the next one? Oh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Those are the two that are going to be hopefully coming up this year. But with the announcement that 
Hawkeye will be coming out the day before Thanksgiving. That leaves five weeks before and then like one week after in 2021. So no room for Ms. That's, Marvel. That's really interesting. What, what, like, what do you think? Is, have you heard anything? What's going on over there? I thought I, we were like really locked in on a schedule. I think that Ms. Marvel is going to be pushed to the early 2022 schedule, which sucks because I want to see it. Um, yeah, any chance we could just get like the cliff notes on Hawkeye and just call it? Uh, Ken, hey, you get it. You're hey. not a fan. <laughs> Come on, that was filmed at my college. Thank you very much. No way, much. really. I had, I had, uh, yeah, I had That's people fun. being like, "They're outside." You're are going. you? Were, are you an extra? Or did you like walk in a scene? Maybe. Are we gonna get a day's cameo? Uh, I... Are you canon days? We need to know. <laughs> Marvel started filming at my college the year after I graduated. It's oh, the saddest thing. That's tough, man. Yeah, we need but a luckily new game. I still have friends there. It's, instead of six degrees from Kevin Bacon, it's like four right. degrees from Daze Johnson. Right. You're like, oh, it's, I love hot dogs. And then Daze is like, well, this is let me tell you a story. This is what happens when you go to school in Atlanta. Like, Yeah, I know. I was in Atlanta for, for two days a couple years ago, and I got to shake Will Smith's hand. That was It fun. happens. That's fun. Okay, it was uh, fun. Let me, let me ask a quick question. We're talking about some of the future slate here. Daze, what are the people at Inverse saying about the Eternals? um man uh it's, i think that's, that's the big sleeper in my opinion uh shang chi is the big sleeper i uh, i agree i think people are excited about that i think they know I, it's I'm, coming yeah i think i think, they I know think we need coming. to define what sleeper is because I, i'm excited for shang chi i got no fucking clue what's gonna go on in the eternals like i yeah. i i'm Eternals is the one that looks like it's not gonna be a shot for shot remake of some comic like that's what's right. with the most artistic license right which is the issue i will say that at inverse we're gonna have some amazing shang chi features cool, coming cool, out. Cool, cool. so keep an eye on that um and as for eternals i honestly think it's going to be kind of like the epic sweeping I'm, I, I mean, the closest thing I can compare it to is, like, the really, really, like, really classic Bollywood movies, like a Kabukushi Kabagam kind of thing, um, where it's, like, huge dynasty kind of covering yeah. movies. That's interesting. I, I think there's so much that's so fascinating, especially, and I do want to ask you this question because I got yelled at on Twitter, and I, I, don't, I don't get it yet. I'm trying. I, I'm trying to learn. Um, I think there's so much that's really fascinating for what should be a re-energized and renewed Marvel fandom for a lot of folks who maybe were not in on the first slate of movies and who maybe felt like it was too late to get in on the first slate, on the first three phases, right? There was a lot of times, and the, the only reason Lou and I did is because we were able to watch in the comfort of our own homes during a global pandemic, right? So, like, there were a lot of times during that where you're like, oh, that movie would be fun to go watch, but like, I don't know what's going on, right? Like, I, I can't keep up, so I'm just not going to go see it. You come to this phase, which has been talked about forever as a new start, right? The rules are changed. The characters are different. The storylines are different, et cetera, et cetera. Not that Marvel's got any problem bringing people to the front door, right? Bringing people to the ticket stand. But at the same time, you're going to get a new slate of fans with a new slate of characters and a new slate of stories, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so much there that's fascinating for those new fans because the Eternals, like you said, is such a sweeping story that can touch so many different points. And Shang-Chi is one that, that nobody has talked about 
right until the 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 slate got announced. I need to know why people are so mad at MCU stance, quote unquote, and maybe what even that means. And maybe you could just help like demystify the internet for me, which may take longer than an episode of MCU for dummies. But like, why are people so mad about people who like the movies? Uh, so the Stan issue. Yes. Uh, as you guys know, I my main beat is Star Wars. So yes. I was at the forefront of the hashtag fire Gina Carano movement. Um, spoiler alert, was not mad at the fact she was fired for being transphobic. Um, uh, but people don't like stands because they happen to be young and majority female. And they make really, really uh, cool fan cams set to TikTok music. People don't like that. <laughs> and those do wanna... well in the algorithm. People mm. want to gatekeep. They want to say, I'm sorry, but you can't be a real Marvel fan unless you were at the theater for Iron Man. And these people are like, I was two. Right, right, <laughs> right. It's such a, it's such an interesting conversation, I think. And like I said, I, I, the MCU for Dummies Twitter account got, we, I mean, I deleted it because I didn't want to get yelled at. And, and we, have a, we have a positivity yes. rule on, on Twitter. And I got mean for a second. I will admit that. But I deleted it and nobody interacted with it. So I think it's okay. Um, but like, why, why can't I enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so wildly accessible why would you want to keep people from enjoying that and enjoying the stories that they tell within the universe? You just, right? People just want to feel superior and be like, well, I was here from X. And it's like, I wasn't watching these movies religiously, but now it's my literal living. Right. Like, there I don't is like it, no, There is no requirement of where you need to come in. I stand um, the stands, I think. I think I am a stand. I, yeah. like, I, I don't want to be a stand. Ken, and, we're stands. Wait, are we stands or are we not stands? You have a podcast. You're we have a, a podcast. We we do work and we do this in our free time at night. We are stands. I'm yeah, stand. you're not getting okay. paid. We are committed to do this. We um, are going to, I am going to get. A, I, a, I've been to a comic store read on in this New York podcast City. one day, days, okay? <laughs> one day. I am going to do it and it's not going to be manscaped. Because. I was listening to a podcast the other day. They had this nice woman on. It, they, you know, they were having a discussion. And then this guy just bursts into this manscaped ad. And it's like, what are we doing here? Do we have wow, to do that really right now? you're the hand that hasn't fed you yet. I don't want, I to, I don't want their food days. Who knows we where their hands have been? No, Ken's teeth are sharp for when that time comes. Ken will bite it. He'll say, okay, I, how much? I will gatekeep the advertisers. That's for sure. But I, I think this brings up a good point with stands. Because like the internet lets you create this little cubby that you can say i own this and then for those who can't connect into that world it's like no no you don't because i read the comics first or right. i did all of this stuff or i've watched agents of shield so therefore which is not I know, canon so who cares i know but there's some people who think that like is makes them super no it is there are here's the thing is that marvel things are engineered to be watched on their own you don't have to be a completionist right I'm sure that there are plenty of Marvel stands who haven't seen, you know, the first Avenger because, I mean, come on, yeah. uh, people haven't seen Thor two. I think they'll survive. 
we did we did have a discussion with uh, another uh, uh, Twitter movie reviewer rejected Hannah who who um, liked it right who really did like Thor which I found to be fascinating but also that's yeah. the point of the movies is that people get to enjoy different things I think yeah. and like even if you just watched Thor one and Thor two you get to say like I thought they were good or I thought they were bad if you're a Thor fan God, now I'm tangent I'm on tangent if you're a Thor fan. You want to see all three Thor movies. You get to say, I really liked Ragnarok, but I thought Thor 1 was better. And every MCU fan or, or Marvel fan, not MCU fan, Marvel fan will tell you you're a piece of shit, right? Because Thor Ragnarok, was right. oh, we love Ragnarok. It's as good as it gets. But you, you're allowed to not think that, I think. People, yes, people are entitled to have different opinions. I mean, I thought that WandaVision episodes should have been shorter. You can imagine how popular yeah, that's that is. Okay, that, okay, there's opinions that you're allowed to have, and then there's ones like that, and you're not allowed to have those. Days I would put up an episode be like, 34 episodes? Yeah, right. What? Yes. Yeah, three minutes. So, yeah, the, WandaVision is now allowed to post three-minute TikToks, Making and they can all happen. be. Does <laughs> need to be like, swipe up to watch the next episode? Gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I will say I've been sucked in on the TikTok machine to like watch full scenes of movies over the course of like 15 TikToks. And I'm just like scrolling and I'm like, why haven't they posted the whole movie yet? I just keep scrolling through it. I'm an idiot. I think that's that's Ken, let me jump in here with a quick question. Please do. So I saw Black Widow in, in the movie theaters. I was very much looking forward to it. In fact, I got this cool comic that I have not put on the MCU for dummies. I don't know if you guys mm. got it. Did you guys get this mm-hmm. thing? Right. I didn't. I wasn't able to go see it in theaters. I was okay. sick, but sorry, I saw Screener. I, I saw Screener. I saw it before it came out. I didn't, so. Are you feeling good? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Okay. So uh, no, question. Ooh, I did not get a comic. Yeah. So I love going to see in the movies. I think it's awesome. Stand aside when you're in the movies and it's dark and you're just drinking your soda with a popcorn. Everyone's the same. I don't care. Everyone's the same. Yes. The the minute the movie ended, the first thing I heard was, "I wish I would have watched this at home, so I could have paused it to go to the bathroom." <laughs> Days, how do you feel about? I know we talked about Scar Jo in the beginning, but how do you feel about the expansion of Disney Plus? Movies being offered there now. There's TV shows. How do you feel? What are you seeing in the from the inverse lens of movies being watched at home versus returning back to the movie theaters? I mean, from a day's point of view, because I can't speak <laughs> for my workplace. But Go from ahead. a day's point of view, uh, I love watching things from the comfort of my own home. I love it. I honestly feel like the MCU, and this is a hot take, should become a TV-centric franchise and have movies be supplemental. Interesting. I, I know that makes no sense from a business perspective, but just purely from a content thing, we could get so much more runtime and like cultural clout from TV shows where people have to come in every single week. And movies, you go once, you're like, oh, that was cool. And that's, it lasts, what, a week at most. So I think that there should be a TV forward kind of model for the MCU in future. But I know that people love the experience of seeing a Marvel movie in a, in a, theater honestly if i were kevin feige right now i would be like why don't we do screenings of every episode yeah of loki why don't we do screenings of you know we're gonna do 
like a two-parter where you come in the morning and then the afternoon and you see on a Saturday and you watch the first half and the second half of a show. That would be so cool. That's a bit of like what Ken and I were talking about. Like Disney, there's like three main movie chains in America. Disney partnering with one of them and having it be like a Star Wars theme in like big cities or a Marvel theme. I think enough people would go for them to have like one or two months of content or you just the whole year if they were to just release their schedule. I think it could work. I would love to go see, you know, first Avengers again in theaters yeah. or end game. That, that would be really, really cool, man. I'd pay like a, like a year long, like every Sunday at two, we're yeah. going to do a matinee screening of an MCU movie and you yeah, can make it a regular and a, thing. And you get a free Michelob Ultra. Well, <laughs> Also, there's nothing stopping you from doing that in your own home right now. I know, but but the movie theater, the movie experience is is uh, it is. Nice. It, it, there's something there still. There's something yeah. It's there. the communal. It's the communal viewing experience that can't be recaptured unless you are like me and have a very large family who likes to talk through every single thing you watch. Oh, I just started. have a I just have a wife who cannot watch movies, so it's it's a it's a problem at home. So I got go. I got another question. So days you've seen. The first couple of episodes, what if? I know you can't talk about it, but where does it rank? I know you can't talk about it, but please in rank the TV it. shows. I, I can't even give a reaction. I'm sorry, I'm under embargo. That's fine. That's fine. Until Can I, how does the how does that happen? Do they send you like a special link hmm. to Disney Plus? Like how does are you allowed to like talk about like how can you, you actually can you watch give us it? the the wizard behind the curtain about like how you like get how to watch these get, things? Yeah. Yeah, so they send me a link to screeners.com. And then screeners.com, I have to log in with the email that they sent the link to. And then I have to do a uh, second factor authentication where I have to uh, do another thing. When I was watching Screeners for Old, I had to, like, scan a QR code with a special app. Okay. And as and as Days is watching, Kevin Feige is in a small window in the top corner yes. like this, just <laughs> like embargo days, making sure that making sure a phone doesn't make its way up and yeah. and starts yeah. recording. Um, days, uh, I I hate to I hate to be off in another planet, but uh, how'd you feel about old? Uh, I thought it should have been sillier. Okay, okay. I mean, it could have either been one. It could have been better or sillier, and it definitely chose neither. I mean, read read my review. I was watching it with my partner, and they're an MFA student uh, focusing in acting, and they're like, so many of these people are classically trained. What happened? Yeah, they were bad, I thought. I, and I don't mean to be a jerk. I mean, everybody, they're way better than me. They're way better than, you know, uh, I don't mean to be a jerk. That was stupid of me. But <laughs> it, was, um, it, it wasn't great, um, the acting, I thought. Link there to was... my review. Yeah, there was some some wild choices, and then the direction. I mean, Shyamalan, for as good as he is, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say like Shyamalan's a bad director. I, I don't think that. I just He's definitely an don't. Interesting director. Yeah, that right. There you go. Um, but like some very weird story beats, like just incredibly odd choices. It was really interesting to go and go from just three months of nonstop Marvel coverage to sitting down and watching that. <laughs> That's yeah, all that I'm going to say. That's probably true. Yeah, we, we will link to Daisy's uh, yeah. reaction or, and review in the in the description of the podcast. And then if you want to hear my reaction and review to the description of this podcast, you just, Lou, you can put this on soundbite. Don't. 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 Don't what? Don't what? Don't. Just don't. You thinking about it? Don't. 
All right. So as per Ken, do not watch old. Ken, we would be remiss to not ask Days the question. We had a podcast previously, which is actually our most listened to, about hey. Tom Hiddleston. We just talked about him for 30 minutes. Yeah, Days, what fair. was it like to stare into his <laughs> eyes through a webcam and receive the words from his vocal cords into your ears and process like it in your brain? What was it like to like direct a question at Tom Hiddleston and then hear like modern-day Shakespeare respond? Well, <laughs> Funny you should mention Shakespeare. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know, but I live in Stanton, Virginia, home of the American Shakespeare Center. That's where yeah. my partner studies. And so I, I was telling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to interview Tom Hiddleston. And they were just like, ask him only questions about the hollow crown. <laughs> just, just only ask him how he managed to do such an amazing Prince Hal. And I was just like, don't, don't tempt me. So I, I, at one point, I said, you're classically... I want to ask him how his classical training affected his portrayal of Loki. And I was like, you're a classically trained actor. I could sit here and ask you only questions about the Hollow Crown, and I absolutely <laughs> would. And he's just like, oh, that's so sweet of you to say. And I practically oh, died. That's um, so good. That's the first time that I've only... The, the only time I've ever run over on an interview is because I, I was so flustered. I had my questions in my little window, my little notes window, over the Zoom chat where people are like, okay, wrap it up now. <laughs> I've been there days. You got to yep. wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. We got other things to do. Um, but that's so cool. I, I mean, what did, did, did he give you anything uh, Loki wise that we should be expecting for season two? Did he drop any bombs or We or didn't anything? know that season two was happening at that oh, time. Fair enough. Yeah, Monday fair before enough. it even premiered, I had seen the first two episodes. And were you let down at all by the end of season one no. and the, the post-credit, uh, no. there will be a season two? Never. No. Okay. More yeah. Loki? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a gift horse I'm not willing to look in the mouth of. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> they, we have to talk. Lou, go ahead. Are, if you have something. Are you going to ask I, her about the finale? I, I, I partially. You go okay. first. I, I personally felt like the finale was a transcendent moment in so that episode five, Ken and I spoke shortly after and we were in one frame of mind and then episode yeah. six happened. And then another frame of mind was then present. No, I don't, I thought oh, we were going to get another Ralph Boner. We were going to get another, it's, it's classic Loki all along, keep it in house, but seeing Jonathan majors just felt like it made something special. Talk us through your reaction. And I don't know, Ken, if you're going to go through that, uh, that Avenue, but yeah. what did you think about getting so, that? I had said from the start that there were two ways that this could go. It could go the WandaVision route, which is where they hype up this big reveal, like, oh, Mephisto, Mephisto, you never know. It could happen. It happened in the comics. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Or it could be Falcon with Soldier. It's like, is Sharon Connor the power broker? Here are 17,000 hints at that. And then we're going to reveal it. And it's going to make surprise not a single person. But what Loki did is that they introduced Kang. Because the one thing is that, oh, Kang can't be introduced. Because we were told in a press release that he's going to be introduced in uh, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they introduced Kang without introducing Kang. Right. They, didn't, they never said the name, right? They thread the needle. They're like, this is Jonathan Majors. Yes, but he's not as Kang the Conqueror. So it was so genius how they did that. And yeah. sorry, go ahead. The way that they introduced this big bad 
but not as the big bad we know, and we know that it's only going to get worse from here, is just an absolutely genius move. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. I, I have so many thoughts on, on the way they do things. I And this metaphor is going to be lost on you, and I and I, I apologize for it, but I am a, uh, a big uh, hockey fan, a big New York Islanders fan, and our, our general manager is 900 years old and is like an old mob boss. And if any information leaks about what he's planning on doing with the roster and things like that, he, he generally says, okay, we're not going to do that. So even if it's a trade or if he's signing a player to a contract or things like that, if any information gets out, he says, I'm done. You blew it. Beat it. Which is kind of fun, but it's also uh, horrifically annoying for, for me because like, I want to know what's going on and I wish you'd just tell me. And it's like not 1975 and like there's Twitter and like, we should know what's happening. Right. Because like I pay for like tickets and stuff and you should probably like give me the information so that I could buy the tickets. Anyway. Um, I think Come what Marvel in. does, back. what Marvel, sorry, what Marvel does is very similar though, right? Like they are very secretive. Everything they do is very secretive. Tom Holland is lucky to still have two functioning kneecaps. Mark Ruffalo <laughs> is lucky to have Oscars, right? Like these guys blow it for them, but they still do such a, even when they blow it, they do such a good job of covering it up, right? Of making it seem inconsequential. And for things like this, Jonathan Majors gets interviewed on the street. Can you name another A-list actor, right? That that it hasn't appeared in Marvel films that would be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not in that. Like who they all want to say, I'm in a Marvel thing. I'm in a, I'm, I'm going to be Batman. I'm going to be uh, the, the captain of the Titanic in the remake. Right. Like they all want to tell you, but Marvel does such a good job of like making it so funky. And I think it's a lot of fun for movies. It's not so much fun for sports. Um, I mean, it it's fun until Paul Bettany says, Oh, there's a, someone I haven't <sighs> oh. worked with yet. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I write a 1,200-word do, do not invoke that name, Dave. Speculating on who it could be. Oh, Paul. By the Everyone. way, did anybody see uh, Elizabeth Olsen on the Hot Ones show? Yes. No, not yet. She was fun. She's, she's like, a fun lady. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm just having fun in New York, not realizing that they're asking her to plug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, okay, uh, they, okay, uh, Elizabeth, look in this camera. That can, You know how he does the, the ending. And uh, tell, us, tell us what you got going on. And she's like, I'm just in town to like see friends and stuff. <laughs> she's she's great. Uh, she's awesome. It's gonna be a lot of fun seeing her in a prominent role uh, in the MCU moving forward. Uh, Days, we've had you on for for quite a while now, and I don't want to take up your, I don't want to monopolize your entire evening, um, but I will if given the opportunity. Uh, so one of my last questions I'll have is Jonathan Majors. How awesome is is he? How awesome was he in that goofy Kang role? How awesome is he going to be when he gets to be like mean Kang? And just like what a perfect actor to have in that. It, what a perfect artist, I would say, even to have in that role. Yeah, you can tell that he has just so much range. He was doing that weird jokery was... kind yes. of affectation to it. And you know that it's going to be a council of Kang. I, I know mm-hmm. that there's going to be like 17 bajillion uh, Kang variants and he will make them all look completely different, even though he looks identical. So He's cool. just that kind of an actor. Are you going to go all this time without asking me about Richard E. Grant? Because. Oh my God. <laughs> How did we forget? I can't believe we've done this. 
How did we forget? I mean, wow. How do you forget him? To impersonate Dave Johnson. Richard E. Grant? Yes. And yes. Ken's like, oh. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? But we were both like. <laughs> Days, I, you were right, man. I mean, you, you, you called on. him out as like the the guy, right? He's going to, who knows what he's going to be? Who knows what he's going to be doing? But he's going to make the show. Guy was on the, uh, guy was in the show for maybe like what? 12 minutes of screen time total. Yeah. Like, wow. Beautiful. How do you, how does somebody do what he did in that short amount of time? So if you're going to understand Richard E. Grant, you have to understand <laughs> his past work. He was in a movie called with nail and I, and if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should see it. And Honestly, when I saw the Loki trailer, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much like with Neil and I. And then I remembered, oh my God, Richard E. Grant is going to be in this. Um, it's just about these two dudes and their house sitting in the English countryside and they just get absolutely smashed and just kind of just run around and get up to no good. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so Richard E. Grant kind of is his character from with Neil and I. He is just the most delightful just kind of does what it, he's just happy to be invited anywhere he goes. He loves Barbara Streisand. He has a bust of Barbara Streisand in his backyard. <laughs> Jesus. I think we went to college with a guy who's got the same thing. No, he's um, got Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in the movie Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, he just approaches every acting thing with so much. He doesn't take anything seriously, but at the same time, he takes everything so seriously. Uh, and that is the perfect formula for Loki. That's why when, as soon as he was announced to cast, I was like, oh, he's going to be an older version of Loki. Because that's literally who he is. Did you guys know he was born in Swaziland? Yeah. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> that's I, so crazy. Richard E. Grant, I wish, was like, I wish he was like going through like like peaking as like a, a like 20 30 year old now like i wish he was on social media i wish he, <laughs> he was like is. part of this whole His thing twitter account's amazing is he, okay yeah there's much i need to learn i'm gonna take a step back here but <laughs> he was in star wars he was in rise of skywalker yeah i'm just gonna be quiet now <laughs> yeah i try not to think about rise of skywalker if i don't have to days well, I didn't mind the series, but that was fine. Um, <laughs> you do get paid too. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I just it was as soon he was he announced as being cast in like the first couple of weeks that I started my job, and I was like, "What?" And everyone else was like, "Do you want to write?" About yes, I do. And I said, "He's going to be old Loki," and then, bam, here we are. He's got I this win. great tweet. He's got over 200,000 likes where he's just in his tights in like this weird Under Armour tank top. And he says, my late father asked me four decades ago, quote, do you really want to spend your life in makeup and tights? At 64, this gets this get up for Loki would have made him cackle. Ken loves talking about how he wears a diaper. I <laughs> thought he does he look amazing. like a diaper, right? Yeah. I mean, Days, what did you think about all the variants? I know you're big on like the Young Avengers. You know, you're waiting for yeah. She-Hulk. You're, you're waiting for, you know, Billy and young boy and tommy yeah queer icons what how did you think about young loki uh amazing i think that for a child actor because you know child actors it's always a gamble john creel did a a pretty great job i love the fact he was drinking ecto cooler like that is such a cute little (laughs) moment um i think that if they can find a way through some multiverse madness for it to get him, get him and Billy and Tommy and Comic-Con and, uh, oh, 
Kate Bishop together, then we've got a series that will take Riverdale head on. You know, hey, I want. Don't you I talk want, ill about Riverdale? <laughs> I want the teen series. I want the Marvel teen series. There's nothing I love more than my sexy teen dramas. Exactly. This, this I know about myself, and I don't Except feel bad. It's a Marvel show. It will never be sexy. I, yeah, there's something weird about that. <laughs> something uncomfortable with it. Um, it some ah, I could we could <laughs> like I said we could do this all night long, and we shouldn't because it'd be inappropriate to do. Um, but I want to hear days. Where we stand right now, we know the multiverse is a thing. We're getting that in many, many films and, and titles moving forward. We know that the Thunderbolt slash Dark Avengers thing is going to be a thing with uh, Yelena Belova and, and uh, U.S. Agent um, and whomever else Julia Louis-Dreyfus is coughing at in her next entrance. Um, what two-part question. First part, which villainous storyline also secret invasion which shh, don't tell me <laughs> secret um which chaotic bad guy storyline are you most excited about and two where do you th who do you think gets bought in first where like you know do you think we get to the thunderbolts before we get to kang and quantum mania do you think we get to the secret invasion before we get to the thunderbolts etc cetera, etc cetera. where do you where do you think we're going next I definitely think we're going to be getting some multiverse by the end of the year. I, I mean, that's when No Way Home comes out, so we can yeah. count on that. Uh, I don't think that Hawkeye will touch on the multiverse much, so I think it's going to be next. Hawkeye next. shouldn't be allowed to touch much of anything, to be totally Hawkeye, frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Bishop can. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that it's going to be neck and neck between hang in the multiverse and whoever they pick to make a cameo in Hawkeye it might be a young Avengers thing and we'll throw another hat into the ring wow. or Valentina will be like uh hey Florence Pugh is gonna come after you because right. I said so right that was the Black Widow post credit so it's a neck and neck between those two I'd say interesting and last question Lou I don't know if you have one also nope. what are what's the title that you are now that you've seen uh, all of the Disney Plus shows that there are, obviously, What If is coming out shortly for, for us peasants. Um, but, uh, like, what are you most excited about seeing right now because of what you've already seen? Um, I'm going to leave What If out of it because, once again, I yes. can't express any yeah. opinions on yeah. that matter. But I will say that... I'm still holding out hope that She-Hulk is going to be awesome because I'm mm. really excited for a Marvel legal drama. But <laughs> with the... Because, uh, you know, I love an episodic. Yes, yes. Uh, but with the things that this we Hulk have... This Hulk stepped on my son, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with the things that we have announced, I can't choose between Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye. I mean, Wow, probably... that's interesting. And both of yours are Disney Plus shows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fully a TV person. I, wow. Marvel TV has won my heart. I'm sorry to the movies. Y'all are great, but I am fully, fully in on the TV stuff. That's that's fascinating. That honestly, I'm I'm not shocked. I mean, you've you've expressed that opinion before, but I just I feel like man, Spider Man is gonna be so much fun. Like I just, it's gonna it's, be fun, but 
I do okay. wish it. I I will say like I will wish by the end of that movie I will wish it was like four hours long and then you can tell me can it probably should have just been a TV show. Yeah. And I'll say yeah fine. I mean, but I'm excited for Ms. Marvel. I'm excited for our first fanfic author superhero. Yep. That's yep. representation that we need. <laughs> That'll be um, cool. And then. Hawkeye, I'm just excited to see the old, the old stomping ground. <laughs> well, we, we will all wait patiently with you, Days. And if we do see you cameo in Hawkeye, then we will be the first to to, to, to celebrate. And we're also celebrating your blue check on Twitter. We're all very yes. excited. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yes, big, that's a big step. Modern day equivalent of yeah, the Aristotle diploma. over there. Yeah. Some oh, of yeah. my high school classmates have kids now, but... I have a blue check. You've got a blue check. Honestly, Days, yours is much cheaper and much more efficient. Um, so that's good on you. Um, Days, uh, uh, this camera, that camera, that, 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 tell the people what you got going on. What's going on in the world of Days and over at Inverse? Oh, I'm just hanging out and eating. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, so we have some amazing stuff coming up. I'm interviewing Natalie Holt, the composer for Loki, on cool. Monday. I'm super excited for that. I'm working on some other super secret stuff uh, concerning What If. Okay. So you can look forward to that. Um, and when is it coming out? Because Friday, July 30th, I have a super secret show with my internet theater. Uh, at 8.30 Eastern on Twitch. We're doing episodes of The Toy Sunny and Twilight Zone, so that's going to be fun. Uh, and aside from that, yeah, I'm creating really super uh, show recommendations, movie recommendations, essays, and theories over at Inverse. Awesome stuff, Days. Uh, super, 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 super appreciate it. Um, we love having you on. You are way smarter than both of us, and uh, it, it shows. And thank you. Um, but seriously, um, good old days. really, really great stuff. The good old days on Twitter. Uh, follow her there. She's got a blue check. Follow them there. They got a blue check, uh, which is very exciting stuff. Follow their work on Inverse. Follow Inverse as a whole, which is a great place. Uh, to get a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Marvel content and much, much more, including yeah, Wars, we do which... science and we do science fiction, so yep. all your bases are covered. Really, really cool. And uh, Dace, again, thanks again, and and thanks to everybody for tuning into the MCU for Dummies. We really appreciate it, and uh, we will have Days on again in the future as long as we didn't blow it again, which is always <laughs> our our benchmark is just not to blow it, and we didn't blow it the first time, but who knows now. <laughs> um and uh hopefully we're we're doing okay all right thanks you guys thank you